You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Megan Dillon and Beck Benyon. We're two millennial women in the corporate world juggling wellness and a fast-paced lifestyle. On this podcast, we're breaking down wellness into digestible episodes that fit into your weekly routine. We're on this journey with you, learning from wellness and lifestyle experts in their fields. From our lighthearted banter, what's the appropriate amount of time to go between shaving our legs? To getting deep about everyday struggles like hormones, societal norms, and gut health, we're your podcast besties. Disclaimer, no late night text needed to detox and chill. Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Happy Monday. Um, it's the Monday before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Spooky times. Mm-hmm. Um, we're recording this on a Saturday, which is amazing. You know how we love our Saturdays. We do. It's like so cozy and mm-hmm. it's raining and really gross in Boston, but that makes it feel like mm-hmm. the perfect day to record. Yeah. Yeah, it is perfect. We recorded with our husbands today, so stay tuned for that it's episode. A good, like, it is good. I'm I don't know. I definitely don't give them enough credit I until know. they come on. And I'm like, you're so just like smart. Yeah. And they, profound. They and did such a good job. Yeah. And then um, we had a Reiki healer on, which will be coming to you next week. So that was just yeah. mind so blown. We're moving and shaking mm-hmm. on a Saturday. Yeah. This is a great day. In our outdoor voices outfit. Yes. Speaking of outdoor voices, um, I know. <laughs> as you probably heard on our Instagram, we are going to be doing a live podcast event mm-hmm. on November mm-hmm. 7th at Outdoor Voices in Seaport. Yes. What? We're so excited. We're telling everyone. I'm telling my grandma. She doesn't know what Outdoor Voices is or really what a podcast is, but she's excited. (laughs) I'm so glad. Um, But so the panel is all about stress. So we're going to be having three panelists join us. Wendy Williams, Sierra Clark and Jennifer Hanway, who are three amazing lady bosses in the Boston area. Like we had a call with them last week Mm -hmm. and they're the best they are and i feel like when they sent their resumes i was at you obviously like i knew they were so impressive mm-hmm. but you just look at their bios and you're like yeah how did we end up here right talking to these amazing right women? and then i saw their like they sent over their or we got some pictures of them to post on our instagram and i was like dang they are beautiful they're stunning like how do they have it all i want to know their secret i know me too all so it's just yeah it's so good so we'll be talking to them all about stress because as you know stress is everywhere mm-hmm. um you know we're always dealing with stress from work from relationships from our social life from just food like yeah. workouts just like being a human in today being a woman mm-hmm. in today's society yeah um and we know a lot of you also work the nine to five mm-hmm. life like us so being able to juggle a side hustle and something you're passionate about plus working plus mm-hmm. working out plus trying to stay mm-hmm. healthy and cook good food plus trying to maintain a relationship a marriage mm-hmm. it's a lot yeah and like we don't want to sugarcoat it it's mm-hmm. a lot and it gets stressful sometimes mm-hmm. so we really think the best way to go about coping with the stress is to acknowledge it and then 
just arm yourself with some strategies. Mm -hmm. And all of our panelists also go through this daily stress of working corporate jobs or working full-time jobs and doing side hustles and just doing all the things while still staying staying sane. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited about it. As we said, it's October, no, November Mm -hmm. 7th. It's a Wednesday um, at 7 p.m., 7 to 8 at Outdoor Voices in Seaport. You can check out our Instagram. We have the link to RSVP in our bio. We're going to have really good snacks from from Mm -hmm. some local companies. So food is involved, which is always great. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're in the Boston area, we really hope you can make it Mm because we're so excited. And we want to meet all of you. We want to meet you. Mm -hmm. So definitely RSVP, bring a friend, and tell everyone you know to come to yes 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 um so our guest today is um brianna cox she is a full-time personal trainer um and she is amazing so i worked with her about two years ago um and she focuses she's a macro expert so she is able to teach her clients about um counting macros and how to do it efficiently for your body and also for your personality type, which Mm -hmm. was really interesting. Um, Brie has been in the fitness world for most of her life. She was a gymnast um, and she's always had kind of a a pull towards fitness, um, which I think is really amazing. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, like we mentioned in the episode, have kind of a windy road towards fitness um, and she has been able to kind of stay the track, which is is, mm-hmm. is really cool yeah and i i am always a little bit hesitant with things like macros mm-hmm. dieting fitness just because i've had my own struggles so i'm kind of looking at it through that lens um but i don't think there is a better guest to bring on than brie to talk mm-hmm. about these things in a relatable realistic intuitive mm-hmm. way um i just I think it's important to share fitness from the perspective of you still need to live your life Mm -hmm. and you still need to be happy. And one thing that Brie said, having been a bikini competitor, when she was at her lowest body fat, no one really noticed Mm -hmm. or cared. No one cared. Yeah. Yeah. So she's really relatable. um, And I'm like really proud that Mm -hmm. we had her on to share her message Mm -hmm. specifically. Yeah. Yeah. She was amazing. And, and yeah, like Meg said, you know, Brie was talking about how, you know, she always thought that if she was at her skinniest or, you know, had her best body that, you know, she'd be more likable or, you know, more things would be happening. But really, she was kind of the most miserable the opposite. Yeah. So that was really interesting. Her story is just so good. She has two little adorable kids that she, you know, balances work and you know, home life with, um, and a husband and she is just an all around amazing person. Mm-hmm. She's so nice. Yes. And she has such a delicious cheat meal. I'm she excited for you guys does. To hear it. Yeah. So let us know what you think of the episode as always, um, connect with us on Instagram, detox and chill podcast. Um, and also check out our secret Facebook group. We are having some great conversations on there. Lots of morning and night routines mm-hmm. sharing, mm-hmm. um, and ways to unwind from work. So that's been fun to read. Um, so yeah, five stars on iTunes would yeah. be great. Yes, we love to hear from you guys um, and definitely would love to see you at our event. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, have a great day. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you think and we'll talk to you soon. 
today's episode is brought to you by Silver Fern. One of our favorite brands. We had Charity Light and their chief nutritionist on a few weeks ago. Um, and we're so excited that they're sponsoring us. I have been using the protein powder for a while now and have been loving it. It's completely plant-based and also have has probiotics in it, which is so nice. It's kind of unheard of. Yeah, very efficient. I, As I've said before, I love efficiencies. Um, so I've been using that and the Tino, which is their fiber powder. Um, and that has made a world of difference. So adding that flavorless powder to my drinks, smoothies, even water um, is a game changer and also very efficient. So love getting that in. So efficient. Um, and I also recently just got the protein powder. I'd heard you talk about it so much and Charity loved it. So it is just as good as you guys said. I'm kind of transitioning into trying to do a morning smoothie. So I'd been stuck in a breakfast rut for a really long time. Um, and this just makes them delicious. Mm -hmm. It is so good. It's so creamy mm -hmm. and it truly tastes like chocolate. It's so good. It's yeah. like a treat for breakfast. Um, and I personally have struggled with a lot of gut health issues. So I absolutely love Silver Fern's probiotic. Um, and I think what makes it so different is that you don't need to refrigerate it, mm -hmm. which Charity kind of enlightened us that, um, you know, with some other brands, how would you expect a probiotic that needs to be refrigerated to get where it needs to go in your stomach, which mm -hmm. is obviously above a Not refrigerator <laughs> temperature? Um, so we love it. They were so gracious to give us a discount code for you guys as well, which is DETOX15. D-E-T-O-X 15, which will get you 15% off of whatever you order. Um, and word on the street is that there might be a new flavor of protein mm, yes. coming soon. Yes, so exciting. So you can find Silver Fern at www.silverfernbrand.com. So that's S-I-L-V-E-R-F-E-R-N-B-R-A-N-D.com. So please go check them out. I've been using the coupon code for myself. Yeah. So go check it out. Let us know what you think. Um, and we're so excited for you to try it. Thanks, Silver Fern. Yeah, thank you, Silver Fern. We have Brie on with us today. And Brie, just tell us about yourself. What's your background? How did you get to where you are today being this amazing boss fitness person? Um, <laughs> just tell us your whole story because I know it's very interesting. I, um, I've actually always loved fitness. It's been my life since I can remember. Like I remember being in sixth grade, waking up before school started and running, running before school. Like I don't know. It's just always been in me, I think, because I was a competitive gymnast. So we had to work out for like an hour and a half every day from the time I was like four years old. So it's just always been in me. So I've loved it. I've had a passion for it. And then when I um, was in college, I was like, I really, it just was so natural. I just wanted to be a trainer. I wanted to teach fitness classes. And, um, so yeah, I went to get my degree in exercise science. And then as I started doing it, it was funny because I'm like, I actually don't have to have a degree in exercise science to be a trainer. So I, um, went into broadcast journalism and public relations, which is funny because now I merged the two. And so it's perfect because I do like videos and all of that. But anyways, long story short, I just fell in love with helping people. And even before I was a trainer, I was constantly helping people um, learn how to eat healthier or 
feel better about themselves. And once I saw people get that light back in their lives, it's so much more than just physical. It's such an emotional thing. Um, when you feel confident and fit and just working out every day, getting that endorphin high, I just noticed it changing people's lives and I was addicted to that. So I actually, um, wasn't a trainer for like maybe a year and a half to two years when I went to graduate school um, for nonprofit and international business. And I just did not have like a passion for working anywhere else but fitness. Mm -hmm. It's just so I came right back to it. Even though I got a master's, I came right back to it because it's just my passion. So yeah. So cool. I always love to hear. I feel like some people have, you know, paths that twist and turn, but it sounds like yours from day one, even starting in sixth grade was you knew that fitness was your passion, which is so cool. Yes, I've always loved it. Awesome. So I am a little bit of a newbie. So I obviously have some, done some research on you and I know basically nothing about macros. But what I would love to start with for our listeners who may be, be like me is just what are macros? How can they be important in your fitness journey? So that's a good question. And you're not alone in that. A lot of people are like macros, what the, you know, they, they don't even know what they are, which is um, very common. So macros sound complicated, but all it is is short for macronutrients. It's your essential carbs, fats, and proteins. And that's what your body needs to survive. So when I say like you're counting your macros, you're basically just counting your carbs, your fats, and your proteins. And that's it. That's all it is. So it's not super complicated. <laughs> um, so why should people be counting macros? Why are they important? Why do we need to pay attention to them? Um, and I want to get into as well, um, how do we, because I know some people can get just obsessed with it and kind of break down mentally because they're, you know, constantly counting. Um, so let's talk about how we can stay away from that as well. Yeah. So first, the reason why I personally love macros is um, because, well, I'll kind of tell you a little bit of how I got involved in macros yeah. when, with, when I was competing. So um, I was doing a bikini show, and my coach was saying, okay, 25 grams of carbs, you know, and he was saying, that can be whatever you want. That can be rice, that can be an apple, that could be um, a potato. And I was like, wait, what? You're telling me that's all the same, you know? And so, because in your mind, um, when you're trying to eat healthy, you're like, okay, I can only eat these certain foods, you know, and then I feel like it's so restrictive that people are like, screw it, I can't stick with this. Mm -hmm. So I really got into macros when I was competing. And um, I just learned like what worked for my body. And I thought it was so liberating because I could choose whatever I wanted to eat. And it never felt like a diet. And so that's why I personally suggest macros for my clients is because uh, well, the reason why they're so important is because let's say you're eating 1,200 calories, which is actually too low. Let's say you're eating 1,500 calories um, of, you know, like all carbs. Your body's going to look completely different than if you were having a balanced ratio of carbs, fats, and proteins. And you can manipulate those ratios according to your goal. So if your goal is to build muscle – you'll have a lot more carbs. If your goal is to lean out, you'll have more protein. So um, it's really cool because it's like this formula that you can manipulate to change your body composition. So a lot of people will eat just count calories, 
but they don't realize, wait, I might be losing weight, but I'm not looking how I want to look. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not toning up or my results are very slow or most people that I deal with actually under eat mm-hmm. and they're like, well, I can only eat 1200 calories a day. I can only eat salads, you know, and then they're starving and then their metabolism is slow. Once I teach them, no, you should actually be eating like 1800 calories and you can have rice. You can have a slice of bread. You can have a treat if you want. It's liberating for them. And they're like, oh, I can stick with this forever. So that's why I love macros. Is it's very balanced. It's a lifestyle. You never never feel deprived or restricted. You can choose what foods sound good to you. Um, that's why most meal plans fail is because you're following what someone else chooses for you, not what sounds good to you and what foods you like. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I like macros. And then um, how to avoid becoming obsessed with it. Um, and some people do. It actually has to do with your personality. So if you're a type A personality and you really enjoy that control in your life and you like, <laughs> yes, if you Me. Like, <laughs> yep, if you like having that control, you like hitting your numbers, you then you'll thrive off of it. And it's okay if, if that makes you feel safe and um, secure and comfortable in your eating. It's okay. If, it, if you don't feel like it's taking over your life, that's fine. But for me personally, my personality is I want to eat. I want to eat when I want to eat. I, I, I'm just more of an easygoing, like that is overwhelming to me, which is funny on, of why I love macros. So um, what I tell my clients is basically try it for two weeks. If you feel good, then keep going until you hit your goal. Once you feel comfortable and you've trained yourself to know like portion sizes for your protein and, um, oh, I can't have, you know, for breakfast I used to eat like two eggs with butter on my toast with avocado and a slice of cheese that's like 50 grams of fat that's for my whole day but i didn't realize it so now i know okay either the yolk the cheese or the avocado but you can't have all of it you know so it's just teaching you that and so now i've done it for so long i can just eyeball i don't sit and track and weigh and measure anymore but if i feel i want to dial something in for like a photo shoot or a vacation, then I do start tracking again. So it's a really good tool that you can use on and off. You don't have to be tracking forever. Yeah, I really love to hear you say that because for me, I am that type A personality that you described, but I always, having had some disordered eating in my past, I always get like a little bit concerned whenever I feel like I'm focusing so much on what I'm eating. I feel like for me right now, as long as I know what's healthy and I feel good, that's good enough for me right now. But I also recognize, you know, the benefits of knowing what ratios work for you. Yeah. And especially clients that have disordered eating or have in the past, I actually caution against it. So it's yeah. good to use that because that type of personality gets obsessive. Mm-hmm. And so um, it can mess with you. And so if if you take a program and you obsess over it, um, then it can become, you know, unhealthy. So, yeah, that's definitely, you know, something to keep in mind, especially if you know that you have that type of personality, you, you've had that past. What you could do is maybe say, hey, I'm just going to try it for a week or two mm-hmm. just to know how to eat because most people think that they are eating enough protein and they're way under or they're like 
or you'd be surprised. Once I started measuring my peanut butter out, I was like, that's one tablespoon. I was doing like four tablespoons and being like, this is like one and a half. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. so once you start measuring out, especially fats, you'd be like, holy cow. So it just reels you back in. So, or lots of people would be like, oh, just a handful of gummy bears or a handful of, and that's 30 grams of carbs right there, you know? Mm-hmm. Or when you're reading labels, you realize things that are worth it and things that are not. So you're like, oh, this protein bar, actually, I could eat an entire meal instead of this one tiny dinky protein bar, mm-hmm. and I'd feel way more full, you know? Yeah. So things like that. It's just like I feel knowledge is power, and I like to know exactly what I'm putting in my body and if it's worth it or not. Yeah, so. yeah, so true. I would love to know a little bit. So I was telling Beck before this, which is it is such a random fact about me. But for some reason, one day, a couple years ago, um, a YouTube vlogger named Nikki Blackader popped up on my feed. And she was training to compete for a bikini competition. And I was like, what is a bikini competition? What is involved? Like, I was just so intrigued. So I kind of went through this phase of like watching her journey and seeing a little bit of what was involved. But I would love to hear how you decided to do one. Like if you would do it again, I would just love to hear your journey with that. Yeah, so the first time I did it, I was nine months postpartum um, after having my little girl. And I just was looking for a challenge, but I had been obsessed with them since I was 18. Like, I was obsessed. I knew everyone in the industry. I knew the posing. I knew, like, I knew everything about it. I just never thought that I could actually do it, which sounds funny, but it's like you're your your own worst critic. You know, I'm like, oh, my legs are too big or my butt's too big or I love food too much. There's no way I could do that diet, you know? Mm -hmm. So then anyways, after um, I had my baby, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm actually one of my friends from high school who was never into fitness um, did one and did really well. And I thought, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. Like I love fitness. This is my life. So, um, I did my first one and I loved it, but it was very, very, very intense. And I thought, okay, one time bucket list thing, I'm done. I'm, this isn't my world. Um, and then I just felt good. Like I did it one time. I got it out of my system. And then my husband actually wanted to compete this year. And I was like, well, crap, if you're competing, I have to compete because <laughs> I'm going to be like making all your food and yeah. I want to do the workouts. To be, like you have to do it together. Or it just sucks. And so um, I competed because he wanted to, which was I'm glad I did it. But again, I think <laughs> every time I do it, I'm like, I'm never doing that again <laughs> <laughs> because it's really cool to see your body change and accomplish something really hard. But it's very very unhealthy for your body and so me being all about health and feeling good and having balance um some of the pros is like you just feel so accomplished you've never pushed your body that far you hit like you go to this weird mental state you've never been to before where you're like super strong really disciplined you have all this self-willpower um but cons are like you start getting obsessed with how you look you're never lean enough. Like you seriously pinch your fat every day. Am I lean enough? Am I losing body fat? And you're working out three hours a day and you lose your period and then your hormones go weird. And it's like, 
and it's really unhealthy. Like you're eating so low of calories, you're super grumpy. And so it's like, that's the dark side that nobody really talks about mm-hmm. and that you don't see. You see the glitz and the glamour and how beautiful they look on stage, but really like everybody's starving, everybody's ornery, <laughs> like backstage everyone's dying. Mm-hmm. They're like living off of stimulants and caffeine because they have no actual energy. Mm-hmm. And so it just doesn't, it's just not what I'm about. So I'm like, I told Adam that's, I'm done competing because it's not my, it's it's just not what, what I agree with and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't fulfill me in the way that I thought it would. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's super interesting. And I love that you shared the dark side with us because I think we see so many people competing um, and they show all, you know, how how lean their waist is and how you can see your abs all the time and your, you know, your biceps. And it's just it you like you said, you see the glitz and the glamour of it all. And it seems like this this thing that, you know, not everybody can do so how do they have all of this willpower to do it which is amazing um but yeah I love that you said that you know it's not very healthy for you because that's what I always wondered I was like how does this affect your hormones and you know your metabolism and your period um yeah (laughs) and then what happens after so once you're done yeah did I steal your question (laughs) I'm clearly so intrigued by this whole thing but what (laughs) happens after the competition so like how do you I guess take it easy on your body after putting it through that yeah after is the hardest part for any competitor so um mentally and physically because mentally you're used to this body now. And so anything besides the competition body you you think is fat or you think you look fluffy or whatever. And so you have this body dysmorphia after. Luckily, I didn't have that because I understand the science behind it. I understand that like that's not um, realistic to maintain your round. So I was fine mentally, but um, my friend that competed with me, it was really hard for her, really, really hard. Um, because she's like, I love this body. Like, I don't want to lose this body. And so then you kind of get like, they call it competitor's depression after, Mm -hmm. um, because you see what you can accomplish, but it's not maintainable. So, um, yeah, that is hard. And then also you have to reverse diet and you're so mentally done on dieting (laughs) that you have to slowly add like 10 grams of carbs for like every, in like two weeks. So you can't just go and eat a pizza. (laughs) No. And everyone does. Everybody does it. So especially that night, you know, you go and binge, but, Uh and then you get so sick, but then Uh it's like you, you've been hungry for so long that once you start eating, you can't stop eating. It's like this weird, Mm -hmm. like it takes a lot of willpower after. And a lot of times, a lot of people will gain the weight back within like, I've seen competitors gain 25 pounds in three weeks. Oh, wow. So, yeah, you just have to be so, so, so careful. And mm-hmm. and then your metabolism, yeah, it's just a whole process trying to get back and trying to get back to a healthy body weight and do it slow enough mm-hmm. and have the right mentality. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so crazy. And, yeah, I love that you shared that. Um, so let's talk about, like, how much is 10 carbs, 10 grams of fat, 10 grams of protein? Like, what does that look like when you're thinking about food? Yeah, that's good. So, um, so a, a serving size of fat is about like eight grams, eight to ten grams of fat. That would be a slice of cheese, 
the yolk of an egg is about five grams of fat. Um, a third or maybe a fourth of an avocado um, or a tablespoon of peanut butter or a tablespoon of almond butter or a handful of almonds. Those are all about eight to 10 grams of fat. And then a serving of carbs is usually 25 grams of carbs. That would be an apple, half a cup of rice, half a cup of oats, half a cup of, or like maybe one red potato, four ounces of a sweet potato. That's about a serving. And then a serving of protein would be about four ounces, um, which is about 25 grams of protein. And that would be four ounces of either ground turkey or chicken or fish or steak. So those are kind of like guidelines. Mm -hmm. Um, And for our listeners too, is there, you know, so for like a 25 year old woman, is there a certain amount of macros that, you know, everyone needs or does it change by person? How do you figure that out? So it changes. So you do your age, um, body type, activity level, um, what your goals are, how old you are, or your set age. Um, If you're male or female, how tall you are. Um, and then you can, you can find your base TDE, which is like based off of all that information. And then, um, you decide if you want, what's your goal? Is it to gain muscle? Is it to lose body fat? Do you want aggressive? Do you want more of a lifestyle change? And then you can adjust your macro numbers from there. So you can do a calculator, um, online, like if it fits your macros, has a macro calculator online. The only problem with doing a, a macro calculator and not like a trainer is that that calculator doesn't know what you've been eating before. So let's say like one of my clients is eating 1,200 calories and has been eating 1,200 calories for a year, but really her body's supposed to be eating 1,800. It'll just subscribe 1,800 calories. But really what we have to do is slowly add that or she'll gain weight right off the bat, mm-hmm. you know, or vice versa. Maybe somebody um, can handle 2,500 calories, but the calculator says 18 and then they start eating 1,800 calories, but their body can handle more. So um, that's why it is good to have somebody who knows what they're doing or a trainer to assess what you've been doing before to make sure that it's the right numbers for you. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to know when you've kind of hit your sweet spot? Like, are there signs you can notice in your body that it's just like, yes, this is perfect. Keep doing it. Basically, I think when you feel the best while still seeing results, because if you're too low, you're going to feel like you want to binge at night Mm -hmm. and you're going to cheat. And then you're going to be like, a lot of people will say, oh, these are my macro numbers. And they're so low but really they don't stick to them during the weekends. Mm-hmm. So then they're not really your macro numbers because it's the average of the week. Oh, so, gotcha. Yeah, so if they're too low, you'll feel deprived and you can't stick to it and you'll want to binge. If they're too high, then you won't be seeing any results. So mm-hmm. um, so for all of you listening, so I actually worked with Brie like two years ago. Crazy how time flies. <laughs> um is- I know. And I, I don't think I was in the mental state to keep going with the macros because I was that type A person that was like getting obsessive with it. But I was looking back at pictures with Meg earlier and like I saw amazing results. So I'm thinking about doing it again because I feel like now I can I would be able to handle it. Um, but so what kind of walk us through like what you've seen with your clients, you know, how are they feeling now? What's the timeline of like working with you and all of that? 
Right now I offer an eight-week training program. The reason why it's eight weeks is because I want you to stick with it long enough to see the results. Mm-hmm. Um, so eight-week training program that includes a meal plan um, that's broken down and specific for your macros in your body. And then it has it's broken down all the macros for every meal and then total at the bottom of your meal plan and then includes a grocery list. You can choose vegan, um, dairy-free, gluten-free, dairy and gluten-free, vegetarian, um, so that it's specific to you and what you want. And then I have my own app where you log in every day and check in for your workouts. You can choose home or gym, beginner or advanced. So it's really customized to what you want. Um, And then we do biweekly check-ins. We do monthly progress pictures. Uh, any macro adjustments that we need. So it's really, um, it's really like I have seven days of educational videos um, educating you on what macros are, how to weigh and measure, how to track, how to read labels, everything you need to know. Like it's just so comprehensive. There's so much that's included in it that most people are like, whoa, this is a lot of information. When I first start training them, because I want to make sure they're educated, they know why I'm giving them the things I'm giving them. So, yeah, or I offer just the meal plan, um, or I also offer like side things, like just a macro count, or I have an ebook if you want to just do like an ebook and maybe a macro count. So, I have all that too on my website. I love that. I love how you have all of those different pieces covered because I do think a lot of programs out there I'll say are just one piece of the puzzle so it'll be just a meal plan with some ideas for meal prep or just like a workout routine but I love that yours is cohesive and it's all those pieces you need to see results which is awesome yeah um I feel like this is a controversial topic actually but what are your thoughts on cheat meals cheat days calling it a cheat day. I would love to get your (laughs) thoughts. So personally, I have a treat meal. I call it a treat meal, but really who cares? Um, I call it a treat meal, but I have one every week for sure. Because for me, I have to have an, I don't do a day. I just do a meal, but I have to have a meal that I can eat whatever I want. I, if you follow me, you know, I get a big juicy burger, mm-hmm. sweet potato fries, and I get frozen yogurt. That's what I, that's my thing <laughs> because I feel like I eat healthy so much that I just need to be able to, for my sanity, <laughs> I just need to be able to have, you know, be able to have that. Or if I go on a date night, I'm a foodie. So I love to eat at different fun restaurants. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to order, you know, what's the best thing on the menu and not sit and stress about the macros. Mm-hmm. So um, I still, every time I go out to eat, look up what I'm going to eat just to see if it's worth it or not. And whether I'm ca- like counting my macros diligently or not, I always look up the macros because I can get a good idea. Like mm-hmm. I used to always order the, um, the uh, shoot, I can't remember the name of it, but it's this chicken uh, salad at CPK mm-hmm. and it was my favorite salad and I looked it up it had a hundred grams of fat oh like, wow <laughs> I strived to eat 50 for the whole day and it had a hundred grams of fat in one salad that's more <laughs> than an entire that's two pizzas at CPK oh wow so anyway uh, it's just 
like knowledge is power when you're eating out. But yes, I think it's important to have that cheat meal. Um, but everybody is different. So know your body because I have some clients who if they do that cheat meal, then it spirals them out of control and they can't stop. And then mm -hmm. it becomes a cheat weekend and um, they can't get back on track. So some people actually feel better if instead of one cheat meal, they actually have little treats during the week and then they don't feel the need to have a big cheat meal. They just have like maybe a little skinny cow after dinner or maybe a couple pieces of chocolate and then they feel good and they don't need to have that. So some people feel really crappy after a cheat meal and they don't like how they feel so they don't do it. So mm -hmm. I think it's completely personal. But I will tell you if you're dieting hard, um, that a cheat meal is actually good for your metabolism once a week, it's good to give it a break because it mm -hmm. uh, it kind of tricks your body into thinking that it's in starvation mode. So, mm -hmm. but that's if you're dieting really hard. If you're if you're just trying to, you know, do it as a lifestyle change, you don't have to do the cheat meal. So, mm -hmm. um, so switching gears a little bit, I'd love to hear how you handle being in the spotlight so much. So being in the fitness industry, I feel like it's kind of cutthroat sometimes and I'm sure there's those days where you're you know it, you try not to but you compare yourself to other people so how do you handle that and how do you stay confident in your own body and in your own self to be able to move past that um you know that's a good question but I think everybody compares themselves and I I just feel like Whenever I do that, it doesn't serve me. I don't feel better. You know, it does absolutely nothing but make you feel bad about yourself. And one thing that I learned just being in this industry is that there will always be somebody leaner than you. And there will always be somebody heavier than you. Always. So it's just your way to look at it. Own, like, own yourself. Own what you are. But I talk about this a lot on my Instagram. That my best feature is my abs. And my hardest part is my legs. And so um, if somebody's looking at my Instagram and they have rocking legs and they're like, man, I wish I had her abs, right? Like we can't have it all. Like we can't have the legs and the abs and the booty and the arms. Like you have to have a trouble area. Like everybody has their thing. Mm. So you can't compare your worst with somebody else's best, you know? And um, anyways, it just... I just learned that <clears throat> a lot of people like maybe wish that they looked like you, you know, and so you just kind of have to own what you are. And I have, you know, a booty. I've got, <laughs> I've got some, some good legs on me, but that I just own it, you know, and I think confidence is like the most attractive feature. And when you're confident in who you are and be like, you know what, this is me. I, I feel good. I'm healthy. I'm fit. Like life just is so much better and I think people treat you better and people respect you more because they know you're confident in yourself. And I think even the most fit people in the world um, still have their insecurities because they're comparing their self, themselves to someone who's even fitter than them, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just like this vicious cycle and I just like, I just choose not to give into that because it doesn't make you happy and I think that it just... Um, Whenever you're, you know, breeding negativity, you're just going to continue to spiral down. So, yeah, I just think I focus on how I feel, that I'm healthy and fit and strong, and that's enough for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I think kind of reframing your thoughts 
to just be more health focused, to be more like in this body, I can do everything I want to do in the day, feel good and have energy at the end to go out to dinner with my husband. You know what I mean? I have energy to spend time with my friends, to see loved ones. I think that's what's important, not necessarily, you know, how great you look in those jeans, which is an awesome byproduct, (laughs) but... Well, the funniest part, I think, like, competing was really good lesson for me because a lot of people are like, I'll be happy when I have my dream body, Mm -hmm. right? Dream body, I was miserable. I had the dream body. Nobody cared. Nobody liked (laughs) me more. You know, honestly, no one liked me more. I didn't feel better. Like, you just become more obsessive. Mm-hmm. And even when I was that, even when I was 11% body fat, I still was like, oh, my legs could be leaner. Like, why do I still have this little pocket of fat? Like you just, it does not matter how lean you are. It's all mental. And if you don't have that self-love now, mm-hmm. then have it. You know, if you can't love yourself now, you won't love yourself when you're 11% body fat. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what you look like. It matters like how you think of yourself in your mind. And that's all. That's so true. And I think it's funny when you said no one cared (laughs) because I think and myself included, like I walk around feeling like everyone is noticing this little flaw and everyone has their own stuff going on. Like no one really cares that much, you know, it's like this weird mental thing. Um. But yeah, that's so interesting. Um, So last question for me. So you obviously have your adorable little kids. You have this thriving business. You have a husband. You have all of this stuff going on. So uh, just for our listeners out there, how do you stay sane and push through, I'm sure, the days that are really hard? Um, Yeah, that's a good question. So... I had to um, start saying no to some things. (laughs) Like when I first started, I just said yes to everything and I became really overwhelmed. And I felt like my kids, like I was like, I want to be a good mom and they're, you know, not getting that attention. And it's hard when you have clients and I say 24-7 access Mm -hmm. (laughs) to me that I get uh, 24-7 questions, you know, like 2 (laughs) a.m. in the morning, I'm getting questions. And so... I had to just set my own boundaries and say, okay, um, I do not check my phone unless it's nap time after the kids have gone to bed or first thing in the morning. And I have like an hour first thing in the morning. I wake up before they wake up and then I, you know, I work while they're taking their nap and then I work after they go to bed. And I, then I feel like I'm giving my hundred percent when I'm with my kids and being a mom. I'm giving my 100% when I'm in my training mode and working and I'm not split all day, you know. Mm -hmm. So you just have to do set those boundaries and also um, setting a routine. I talk about this a lot, but my morning routine saves me. Like I wake up an hour before my kids and I meditate. Um, I read. I say my prayers and I just like get organized for the day. Mm -hmm. And then I don't wake up to chaos, you Mm -hmm. know. And that helps my day go by so much smoother, so much more organized. And then I feel like I got my me time. So if I am so busy, it doesn't throw me off. Like I got my me time. So I'm okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And one last question for me. Um, so what is your favorite self-care practice other than your morning routine? Do you like to go get your nails done, hair done? What What do you like to do? 
Um, I would say, to be honest, getting a babysitter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I used to never get babysitters, and I just became, like, this worn-out, resentful <laughs> mom. You know, like, your kids need a break from you. Mm-hmm. You need a break from them. And so I think getting a babysitter and going out, like, once a week, just either – even just getting a babysitter to go walk around Target by myself. Yeah. Like, that <laughs> – and then you come back, and you're rejuvenated. And then you're ready. You're like, okay, I love being a mom again. <laughs> like, you'll pull your hair out if you don't give yourself – some time to be alone. So I think like getting a babysitter once a week, going to go see a movie with your friends or going to dinner or just getting frozen yogurt, like whatever that is for you, like that's important for moms. And mm-hmm. lots of moms feel guilty doing that. You'd be surprised. But yeah, it's I think you're a way better mom when you get some time to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love how honest you are. I just have to say like you have been dropping these great like <laughs> bombs of truth and I just love it so much I'm definitely not filtered yeah no that's amazing because I feel like so many people in the in, in the fitness industry are so they're only sharing the highlights they're not showing you know the other side of things so it's very refreshing to talk to you and and kind of go through what real I life is somebody to think that I always have it all together or that I'm the perfect mom or that I'm like always so fit and I never eat crap food. Like I never want someone to think that about me, you mm-hmm. know, cause I want them to know, like, listen, like we're all in this together. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So tell us where people can find you. How can they start your program? You know, what, what things do you have coming up that you're excited about? So, um, my biggest sale of the year is cyber Monday. So that's coming up this next month. Um, it's, gonna be the biggest challenge I've ever done so far and I'll announce it here so you guys will be the first to know um that the winners (laughs) (laughs) the winners of this challenge will get um a seven day paid trip to Thailand Ooh! so I want to do the challenge (laughs) yep I'm really excited we just are wrapping up the Hawaii challenge where Mm -hmm. it's the eight-week program but I do them in challenges so everybody can do it together and and it has that like competition aspect and then there's a winner the winner is going to Hawaii so um yeah that's what's coming up Cyber Monday is going to be the sale for that um but you can check out my website um bodybybree.com or my Instagram, Body by Brie, and the number two. Um, yeah, check it out. Let me know if you have any questions, but that's what's coming up. I'm really excited. Exciting. And are you still doing the mommy trainer stuff with Ideal Fit too? Yes. Uh huh. Ideal Raw. Ideal so Raw. Okay. Ideal Fit and Ideal Raw are uh, sister companies. Okay. So I actually do Ideal Fit with Body by Brie, and I do Ideal Raw with Mommy Trainer. Gotcha. So okay. yeah, I do lots of all the mommy trainer stuff. It's really fun. So cool. Well, thank you again for taking the time out, getting a babysitter to talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> um, problem. Yeah, it's been amazing. And I hope our listeners get as much out of it as we did. Um, but for everyone listening, as always, you can follow, find us at Detox and Chill Podcast on Instagram.com, on Facebook. Go join our super exclusive Facebook group, <laughs> Detox and Chill. We talk about all of the things that, you know, we're too afraid to post on our regular Facebook pages. Um, so check that out. Leave a five-star review on iTunes, on Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts, 
except Spotify. We're working on it. <laughs> and we hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you later.